Welcome in to another new NACE International podcast. My name is Ben DuBose, and I'm a staff writer with Codings Pro Magazine. Today, as we continue our Codings Pro interview series, speaking to various leaders within the industry, we're joined by Steve Vlahakis, owner of Seaway Painting in Livonia, Michigan. Steve, good morning. How are you? Very good, Ben. Doing good. Yes, thanks for joining our podcast series. And one of the reasons that we're talking to Steve, well, Seaway Painting is a successful contractor, but they've been in the news lately, our news, that is, because they're just wrapping up what amounts to a four-year job, two years for each tower in Michigan, which connects the upper and lower peninsulas. And it's a really massive project. When you look at this, it's over 26,000 feet in length, which makes it one of the longest suspension bridges in North America, third longest, I believe. And we just featured, speaking of the coverage, their project in the December web issue of Codings Pro. So if you go to codingspromag.com, you can pull up their story about what their crews have done. It's titled Accessing Success, How Crews Recoded the Mackinac Bridge. And you can read all about it. And Steve, I think a good place to start as we discuss this your crews, basically in 2017 and 2018, each year in Michigan, you sort of have a five-month working window. So in the first couple of years, you did the North Tower. The last couple of years, you've been doing the South Tower of this bridge. I think a good place to start, how did you all land this job? Because this is such a huge scope, I'm sure for other contractors listening that have perhaps done some smaller bridges, how did you position yourself to potentially get a job of that significance on what amounts to the third largest suspension bridge in North America? Well, we're, we're approved contractor from the state of Michigan. And uh, so we went through the bidding process and were awarded the project uh, based on uh, being the low bidder on the project. Okay. And how much did your prior experience help? I'm sure this is one in which the overall size and scope is larger, but how different is this relative to a standard bridge that you guys might do? You know, a lot different. And we've been working on and off the bridge uh, since 1995, and that was one of the first contracts that, that were let with full containment. So the weather, uh, traffic restrictions, it's a beautiful bridge, a great uh, Mackinac Bridge Authority is a great authority to work with. But the problem is, is the weather. And, you know, back when they built the bridge in the 50s, uh, mid-50s, you know, they never thought they'd, they'd cover up a bridge with tarps and um, containment like we do now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I say, a lot of the engineering um, to, to contain it is a very monumental uh, task just in getting the engineering approvals uh through in order to do such a project. You know, we worked underneath spans, which was still, um, uh, you know, a a tough project to do, uh, working underneath with winds and equipment and lane closures and weight of equipment, which, you know, on on your standard bridges that we do on on highways and small creek bridges, you know, we we don't have to worry about this stuff. But on this bridge, um, it's very um, instrumental in, in one of the, tasks in completing a project. Um, it, it really is. Um, you know, you got to withstand, uh, you, you, you know, you might be uh, on the beach, the flags are, are, you know, not blowing, and you go out there, it's 10, 15, 20 mile hour winds. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you put tarps up, um, it, it's a whole different uh, uh, scenario out there. So, um, you know, we were, we were used to it, 
and uh, you know, used to working on a bridge and and equipment and uh, that sort of thing, containments, but not you know doing a containment system 540 542 feet high. Yeah. You know, we we it, it, it's it, it's quite an accomplishment. You know, and I, I gotta I gotta give it. To, you know, I, I thought about it a lot because I knew they were coming up for good. They would have to do it somehow, but I have to commend one of my painters, Dan Helberg, who works for us. Um, he at one time worked for the Mackinac Bridge Authority as painter, and he was up on the tower, and then he had an opportunity to come with us. So he came with us, and he developed, uh, he, he made a, a containment, he made a tower in his kitchen. And mm-hmm. uh, he invited me over and said, hey, Steve, I think this will work. And I'm like, I looked at it, I looked at it, and uh uh, we, we we took it to an engineer uh, and uh, a, a, a guy uh, ran Ironworks that was probably an hour away, and we took it in his conference room and it was, and, and Tom ran looked at it and, and said, I, I think we can do it. And then we we, we got a, a retired engineer from the Mackinac Bridge, Jim Hecker, who um, I, I said, Jim, can you come? He lived 20 minutes away. I said, can you come to see what we're trying to do here? Yeah, I'll be there in 20 minutes. So he comes and, and looked at it, and we kind of scratched our heads, and, and we finally came up with a – we had it engineered and came up with a, a similar system that, that uh, you know, a movable system that would be safe for employees to work at, and, um, you know, giving our painters and, uh, a safe place to work and, uh, you know, keeping the, the traffic flowing and the – the public safe is our, you know, a major concern. The authority and our, our concern of keeping our workers safe yep. is, 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 you know, safety first. So, um, you know, that's how it all, that's how it all came together, you know. And uh, because the, the scaffold, I think, 542 feet high, you, you know, God, you know, if you, if you lose a scaffold piece or you, it, it, it just, you know, with the weather and then the tarp at that high, it was just, um, it, this system seemed to work well. And, um, you know, we took a gamble and, and it worked. You know. So to read so. from the story for anyone who hasn't read it already, again, you can find it at codingspromag.com. The custom designed platforms allowed crews to enclose and move up and down the towers above the roadway deck. The platforms encircled the tower legs and allowed workers to adjust it to accommodate tower tapering near the top, while another platform allowed access to the struts joining the tower legs. All working areas on the platforms were fully contained with parachute fabric wrapping. Because the bridge's original paint was lead-based, Seaway had to contain all paint as it was removed before shipping it to a landfill facility. Engineers with the bridge authorities limited each working area to 20 feet at a time to avoid putting any excess weight on the bridge. So, Steve, between the limited scope, obviously it helps that you're not putting excess weight on the bridge, um, but also your ability to move this up and down, how much time does this potentially save you relative to a more conventional scaffolding system? Basically, this movable system that you set up in tandem with, I'm looking through, uh, Ruby and Associates was the uh, the engineer and fabricated by Morin Ironworks, is that right? Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct, man. So... Yeah. How different is this from a standard scaffold when it comes to your ability to execute this type of bridge project? The the schedule was a very tight schedule to begin with, um, and just due to the time frame uh, with weather, 
Uh, we tried to start in April, but there's snow on the ground. Uh, really, May is really your first time you can start, and, and you're lucky to go through October. So you're limited to your time frame of working. So two years is a tight schedule. So that was one thing that we that I had to think and say, hey, I got to figure something because the scaffold company companies um, were telling me, you know, hey, we need we need a year to build the scaffolding, and that was just one one leg of the tower. And I'm like, how are we going to do this? You know. So yes, and so, so yes, time frame is 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 of the essence of the project like this. So that's why um, you know we developed this system, which which made uh, you know ease of work uh, to the roadway. Then from the water to the roadway, we use scaffolding because that was the only way we could do it. Uh, figuring that the hardest part is the high part above the roadway. Sure. We use this uh, uh, patented uh, containment system we developed. So. Yeah, that makes sense. To me, that's clearly the essence of the project. When you guys are up there in the air and trying to navigate all the elements, and of course you have to worry about not just access, but containment as well. I mean, it really is quite a system, and I know we'll get to some of the awards. It's one, we mentioned those in the story. Another element of this that I want to touch on is managing traffic flow, how you all did that, because essentially if you have a five-month working window each year, and it's basically May through September, that's got to be, given the Michigan climate, a pretty busy period for activity, because that's when people are wanting to get outside and enjoy the fact that there's not snow on the ground, and that it's comfortable, and that you know this is their period in which they can be active. So how did you all, with regards to you know, the folks you had to coordinate with set up this to where you could keep traffic flowing as much as possible during this project? How many lane closures did you have to have? How often was it? Just sort of talk about how you balanced, you know, the massive scope of this project. Again, it was the busy period for basically four straight years versus the need that obviously bridge authorities wanted to keep this bridge operational. Right, Ben, exactly. And like I say, I, I got to take my hat off to the Mackinac Bridge Authority because they were, it was a team effort uh, to get this project done. And they would set up the lane closures for us. But if traffic gets backed up, you pull off your lane closures. So what we came up with, uh, my foreman, Alf Hogland, and myself came up with is we have a night crew. So we, we, no matter what, we never pulled our equipment off at night. But we had mobile equipment enough that we could take it on and off. But still, you have dust collectors, blast pots, compressors. Um, you know, uh, generators, uh, that sort of stuff, uh, uh, rigging trailers. So you'd have to, you know, at, at, in daytime, if the traffic would exceed, for instance, 700 cars per hour, we would have to take our equipment off the bridge and, uh, and then put it back on for our nighttime work, which is, you know, possibly 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. We'd have to wait for the traffic to, to, to um, uh, you know, lighten up and then we put our equipment back which it's it, it's uh, heavy equipment semis uh, you're not looking at just small equipment you're looking at you know heavy equipment moving it on and off every day it's not easy and uh uh so and, and we came up with some innovative ideas in that way we put our air compressor on a pier which was probably a you know half a mile away and ran a pipe so we didn't have to move um for painting operations um that that heavy equipment we even put our pumps underneath the bridge and paint underneath the bridge. And uh, I, I got to take my hat off to the 
to the, uh, my employees on that project that, that, you know, we all work together. Hey, let's see if we can do this. And, and also KTA Tater, uh, Tom Latour worked well with us. He's a tough inspector, but, uh, you know, hey, made sure the bridge authority was getting there, uh, you know, the project, you know, to that, to the specifications, I'm not specifications, and also making sure we're all working safe out there. So I got to take my hand off to, 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 to those people as well. Calling all Coatings contractors. We have a great resource for you. Coatings Pro Magazine provides you with the latest news, trends, and technologies for your coating needs. And the best part? It's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit coatingspromag.com slash subscribe. Coatings Pro. Know what the pros know. Let's talk a little bit about the application side of this. As far as your crew, it's a pretty unique project that they're potentially 500 feet in the air, I've got in the story that PPE consisted of blast hoods, full face respirators, full body harnesses for middle or fall protection. Talk about some of the fa- the um, safety precautions that your crew had to take to make sure that you know you've got this movable scaffold system to access. But what are the ways that they're making sure that they're safe during this process themselves? Yeah, even even on the on the platform, uh, they were harnessed in, but. My guys felt so safe up there because it was a solid platform. Um, it was, you know, which was great. A couple of them, it's like working in our living room. <laughs> That's what I wanted to be. So um, yep. we, we uh, uh, get, you know, access the scaffolding with our spider units, got up to the unit, and uh, like I say, they had their uh, harnesses and PPE on. And once they were up there, they just went to work. And uh, it really, you know, worked out well. You know, they... We, we kept the blasting to a nighttime crew, uh, on, you know, when the traffic was heavy. We always worked nights. We, we never let up and worked diligently and safely and blasted at night. And then the day crew would come in, inspect, prime the, prime the area that was blasted, and move it down. And then the night crew would then start again doing the same process. Yep. Um, for anyone curious, Seaway Painting typically has up to 100 employees. They needed about 20 at a time for work on this ongoing project, basically from 2017 through 2020 in the appropriate working windows, first the North Tower, then the South Tower. Steve, let's talk about the actual application. Surface prop, you were basically achieving uh, NACE number two, SSPC number 10 for near white metal blast cleaning, and then the coating yeah. system that you were applying, basically a three-layer amounting to a zinc epoxyurethane. How was that decided? I know it was from uh, it was from Carboline, correct? Uh, yes, and and uh, MDOT has a, a material source list, and okay. you you have to get uh, products from their material source list. So we. We, we've been using Carboline. We've been successfully using Carboline in this project. And uh, uh, we applied the zinc, uh, 859, uh, 48 mils. And then that was followed by an intermediate coat. Um, and then followed by, which was an 893, as I, rec- I can recall. And then a top coat of the 133 VOC. And a lot of areas. And also, uh, we did inside uh, various cells, which is, uh, okay. quite, quite an accomplishment. You can get lost inside the tower. So we, we put some mastic from the roadway down. We applied some mastic, and uh, Carboline was very helpful with uh, helping us uh, with the, the, the mastic that would go down to uh, um, a little bit colder temperatures and below the waterway. 
So um, we, we played mastic on, on the bottom half of the tower, and I think up so many feet per the specification. But, um, yeah, like I say, I forgot about the inside. The inside was was almost harder than the outside. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I can imagine. Yeah. So oh, yeah. the yeah. general properties of a zinc epoxyurethane, I know you guys do a lot of bridges that might not be as big as the Mackinac Bridge. This is obviously one of your biggest projects. But just yeah. generally speaking, what are the technical features that you're looking for, and why is that urethane system really what makes the most sense for that environment? You know, they've been using urethanes for a long time now, ever since the lead, that you can't put lead on a bridge anymore. Right. So um, the, the urethane, uh, you know, it, it's a protective coat, you know, for ultraviolet light, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it, and, and, and it looks good. And uh, um, like I say, the harsh conditions of the Mackinac Bridge, uh, you know, wind and weather and um, that sort of thing, I, I think it's a good system. And then um, they have their own painting crew, that, that work every day. So I'm sure they'll ma be maintaining it. If they maintain it, I'm sure they'll get 25, 30 years out of this. Um, uh, yeah, that's, system, that's know, really encouraging. And yeah. another interesting thing about it to me, I know you mentioned that your crew members, going back to our previous conversations, applied it using uh, airless paint spraying units. I know on some of these jobs, there can be fear of overspray and the impact of that, because obviously there's an ongoing traffic situation. But it sounds like to me, right. correct me if I'm wrong, that this apparatus that you set up with full containment is what allowed you to, of course, with respirators, apply using yes. uh, spray units and be much more efficient. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, we used our Weewa 6401 airless paint pumps and uh, great pumps, and they really take the abuse. Uh, the, the zinc coating has like uh, 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 granules in it of zinc dust, and mm -hmm. it can really be harsh on the packings of the pumps. And we find the WeWas to be uh, a, a good pump for us to use in this type of application. But yes, you're correct. Being yeah. completely enclosed helps, believe me. You yeah, know, and we, 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 there's, uh, there's an island uh, close by, the Mackinac Island, and I sure wouldn't want to get overspray on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And then, you know, to back up a little bit during the, the blasting process, you all, you know, you've got your tools that you're using for that. I mentioned NACE number two, SSPC number 10 standard for the near white metal blast cleaning. But in, in addition to the uh, enclosement apparatus that you've put together, you're also using a dust collector, right, to make sure that your area is clean. Yeah. And I mentioned the respirators oh, yeah. for the crew. But yeah, you got that dust collector yeah. too, right? Oh yeah, yep, big time, big time. Yep. We have a um, our forty-five thousand CFM dust collector, um, and we and it it uh, we did our velocity readings and it, it maintained clean air environment. The guys could see what they're doing. Um, really worked out well, it really did. And then on top of that, we used a garnet, which um, which was a, a, a an abrasive we used, which is a cleaner. Uh, we found it to be clean. Uh, when we blasted, we could see and uh, really left the surface a nice white, uh, you know, and within profile limits of M dot and the requirement. So it worked out well. Yep. It was an ivory top coat, right? Ivory top coat, yes. Yep. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so wrapping up, this has obviously been a very successful project. You've won some awards. Talk about the feedback you've gotten. You can mention the awards if you like, but I think first and foremost, let's start with what the Bridge Authority thinks of this, because that's certainly what's most important. You mentioned that it should last for 
roughly 30 years, assuming they have periodic maintenance, of course. What type of feedback have you gotten during and after this project about how it looks and how it's holding up? Um, like I say, we, we have, you know, uh, KT as an inspectors out on the project. So they make sure that we're, that, that uh, the Mackinac Bridge Authority is giving proper blasts, proper uh, mills and paint. And uh, uh, like I say, it's a, it's a team effort between uh, KT, Seaway, and the Mackinac Bridge Authority. And we, we've worked well in the past and uh, uh, continue to work well and, and looking forward to this uh, 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 spring to, to, to finish up the project. So, um, like I say, we, we, we've received uh, our uh, Structural Engineering Association of Illinois Award for a one-of-a-kind equipment and creative thinking that went into the sca scaffolding. Uh, we got an award for that. And then we, we also received an SSPC uh, E-Crone uh, Award and uh, last year. And then we also uh, just received a National Council of Structural Engineering Association with 2020 Excellence in Structural Engineering Awards for, for this project. So um, we're really proud. We really are. And, and, and like I say, it all started in Dan Halbert's kitchen. Right? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely should be proud. Uh, how much work yeah. do you have left? Yeah. I know that, you know, you've completely finished the North Tower, right? Yeah, you know, um, this past year has been challenging for everybody. And I, I uh, you know, with this... Um, uh, pandemic and sure. so we had to deal with that and and uh, uh, you know so dealing with that we had to deal with more traffic so um, we, we 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 with the bridge authority and the bridge authority has some maintenance work in one area we would have been complete this year but like I said we want to work together sure. and I look forward to being there next year so um, we've probably got a couple months left um, May June and we'll finish we'll finish because it was just everybody within Michigan was traveling up north, so the traffic was was way a, a lot higher than normal uh, seasons. Yep. So we're going to come back and and, uh, and and finish this year, and we look forward to it. Um, yep. it and like I say, you know, I just want to thank all of our employees on the Mackinac Bridge project and on our other projects that show up every day and work diligently and safe and. It couldn't be possible without them. You know what I'm saying, man? Yep. And uh, my, my, my sister, my, my, my father started this company in 1963, and he's still involved, and my mother, too. And my uh, my sister and I, Irene Zanis, uh, own the company now. And I'm just really proud to, to and, and proud to, um, you know, that my father started this company and also mm -hmm. been an honor to work on, on the Mackinac Bridge Project. You know, yeah. it, it's truly an icon for Michigan, you yep. know? Absolutely. Um, Steve, before we let you go, um, for our listeners, if anyone wants to contact you or the company, has any further questions, they're interested in the project, perhaps, what's the best way they can do that? Basically, feel free to toss out your website, anything else you want to plug for folks that may be interested in learning more about Seaway Painting. Yeah, just, uh, you know, uh, you, you can e email or, or phone number, and, and that's great. You can contact me, and uh, I'd be willing to talk to them, talk to you, talk to yep. about it, you know? Yep. So, SeawayPainting.com is the website, and of course, if you want to read the article yeah. that we've been discussing, Accessing Success, How Crews Recruited the Mackinac Bridge, that's at CodingsProMag.com. It's one of our featured articles from our December 2020 web issue. You can find it on our homepage quite easily. Folks, that's where we will wrap up today. As always, I appreciate you guys very much for listening. 
For Steve Wahakis, I'm Ben DuBose. And if you want more insight from us before our next podcast, I strongly encourage you to check out nace.org and codingspromag.com. Again, that's the website for Codings Pro Magazine. Also, if you have not already, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you again next time.